Hello, everybody. Thank you for joining Jewish Stories and More. Today's story is dedicated in memory of Alta Shana Bas Yaakov. May her soul have a great elevation, Aliyah, and her family be comforted. This is a story told by the Tzemach Tzedek. The Tzemach Tzedek was Menachem Mendel of Lubavitch. Now, we think of our Rebbe today as Menachem Mendel of Lubavitch, but that actually is not the way he's referred to. Rather, uh, Menachem Mendel of Lubavitch was the third Chabad Rebbe. He was the son-in-law, I'm sorry, the grandson of the Alter Rebbe, the first Chabad Rebbe, and he lived literally in the town of Lubavitch in Russia. Our Rebbe is also Menachem Mendel, but um, he never lived in the town of Lubavitch, although he is, of course, often called the Lubavitcher Rebbe. So this story was told, as I say, by the Semach Sadek. He told it before he became Rebbe, um, but he was probably known then as Menachem Mendel Taka, but later on he did become known um, as the Semach Sadek. So he tells the following story, that once the Baal Shem Tov was about to gather together with his Hasidim, with his students, with his um, with his followers. Now they all knew that the Vashemtov really loved light, because light symbolizes the source of light, which is Hashem. It also symbolizes, by the way, the neshama of a Jew. But unfortunately, they were very poor at that time. And the Hasidim altogether could only buy one candle. One candle. This was before the days of electricity. So in other words, the entire shul that the Baal Shem Tov would be teaching for bringing with the Hasidim would only have one candle to light it. So when the Baal Shem Tov entered the room, he said, You didn't need light. My job is to provide them with light. So the Hasidim understood the Baal Shem Tov wanted more light. So they said, something like, Rebbe, we're sorry, but we could only manage to get this one candle. The Baal Shem Tov said, go outside, break off icicles from the roof of this building, and light them. They sure enough did. They went outside and got icicles from the roof of the building, and they lit them, and they burned and of course, there was light in the shul, lots of light. The Rebbe that Samach Sadek, he was not actually Rebbe yet, but Nachamendel of Lubavitch, then added a sentence, which he said with great tevekas, with great concentration and meditation. And he said, with the students of the Baal Shem Tov, icicles burnt. But with our Hasidim today, everything is dark and cold. In other words, that the, the generation of the Baal, Baal Shem Tov, such chassidim, due to their schus, when the Baal Shem Tov said to light icicles, they were able to light icicles, and they talk burnt. But the Semach Tzedek bemoaned the fact that seemingly today, it would not happen. Now today meant like the mid-1800s. Now later on, the uh, grandson of the Tzamech Sadiq, the Rebbe Rishab, who was the fifth Chabad Rebbe, Rabbi Sholem Ber, 
retold this story. And he concluded, my grandfather, the Samach Sadik, uncovered in his Chassidim the Eish Tamid of the Neshama. That is, the Samach Sadik did not simply suffice with the Chassidim of his age uh, not having the same warmth as the Baal Shem Tov's Chassidim. He worked very hard on them. And as the Rabbi Rashab said, Tzamech Sadek succeeded in uncovering the Eish Tamid, the continually burning fire of the Neshama. Now, what is an Eish Tamid? You may have heard these words before. They are in Chumash, and they describe the fire which had to always be burning on the Mizbeach. The Mizbeach always had to have a fire burning on it, 24-7. And this fire also was accompanied by a miraculous fire, but the fire had to be set, had to be brought by human beings. However, there's a whole other idea of this fire, and that is that the face of Mikdash and the Mizbeach is besides being a real thing, it's also a metaphor, it's an example of the neshama. And so just like the base of Mikdash had to have a fire going all the time on the Mizbeach, we also have to have a fire going all the time in our heart. The Mizbeach is, symbolizes our heart. And that means that we have to ha- have constantly a warmth and a fire and an enthusiasm for serving Hashem. Now the truth is that that fire is within every single Jew. It's always burning inside the heart of every single Jew, but it's covered over. And that's what the Nebuchadnezzar Shabbat was saying about his grandfather, that his grandfather, Samach Sadek, uncovered in the Chassidim this Eish Tamid, Eish Tamid of the Neshama, the continually burning fire of the soul. So we all have within us, that fire, and we all have also the potential to uncover it. How do we uncover it? In general, through learning tight and doing mitzvahs. Specifically through learning chassidus. Because the study of chassidus connects us in a more revealed way with the fire of Hashem. And the more we learn chassidus, the more we're able to access that neshama. And in fact, in our parsha, it's parsha's balosacha, which is about lighting the menayda. And as Rashi says, the word balosacha, in his first explanation of the pasuk, refers to bringing up the flame of the menayda, because balosacha really doesn't mean to light. If so, it would have said a word that has lahadlik in it. To, to kindle, like we say, lahadlik ner shell, Shabbos, or Yamtav, or Hanukkah. But the word in the Pasuk is baloscha, which means to bring up. So Rashi explains that what it means is that the Kayin had to, or the Kayin Gadol, as it usually was, had to light the midnight until the flame was burning on its own. As we talked about the other day, that this also replies to this story, that the Menaira symbolizes how we have to light up our souls and we have to try to light up other souls too. 
But who was the person that lit the Menaita? It was Aaron, Aaron of Kohen Gadol. And so too, the Aaron, Kohen Gadol of every generation, the leader of the generation, the Rebbe of the Jewish people, Rosh B'nai Yisrael, the head of the Jewish people, has to light up the souls of all of us. And the truth is that our parents and our teachers and our madrichim, madrichot, etc., all help, help, help us also to light up our neshamas. But ultimately, we have to make sure that the candle, the light goes up by itself. That is to say, it's beautiful to have um, the influence of great people or people that are greater than us. But in the end, we all have to try to make sure that we are keeping that flame lit, that we are inspired and we are enthusiastic about Taita and Mitzvahs. And this Menaita that we read about in the Parsha, we will have this Menaita again. When the base of Mikdash is built, we will have all of the Kalim, all of the special vessels that are in the base of Mikdash, and one of them is the Menaita. And that Menaita, as the Rambam pictures it, is a seven-branch Menaita, which all the branches are slanted, not rounded. And although there's a carving on the Arch of Titus, um, which shows around the Menaita, the Rebbe is very insistent that this is not accurate, that although there may have been rounded menorahs, but the Menaita of the base of Mictus certainly was not rounded. And the Rambam even has pictures. And Rashi also says explicitly, showing that it is definitely slanted branches. And interestingly enough, there was also many many uh, decorations on the Menaita, uh, flower decorations, cups, and almond-type decorations. But there were upside-down cups, according to Rambam's picture, on all of the branches and on the main stem too. There was decorative upside-down cups. Of course, the cups that kept the oil were right-side up. But there's decorative upside-down cups all over the Menaita. And the question is, why did the Rambam picture them as upside-down? Certainly, just like the cups that held oil, seemingly the decorative cups should also be right-side-up. But that explains that the Rambam pictures it that way because that's how it actually was. And what is the idea of an upside-down cup? So if you think about it, when we have a cup which is right side up, let's say a drinking cup, when we have a cup which is full of, let's say, water, and it's right side up, that means we're not using it. It means it's only holding the liquid which is in it. Although by an oil lamp, right side up does hold the oil and the wick is then burning it. But generally, when we, when we use a cup ourselves, that cup typically would be filled with water or wine or whatever we're drinking. And when it's right side up, that means it's in potential to be used. But when we actually use the cup, we turn it upside down to drink from it. Right? Nobody drinks from their cup with a cup right side up. The way you drink from a cup is to gradually turn it 
up, 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 till it's upside down, and then by then that time it's empty. And this is also symbolic of the light of Taita being spilled out into the world. The Muneda symbolizes light, and the idea of the Muneda is to spill out the light, spread the light throughout the world. And that's also the reason why the windows in the base of Mikdash were more narrow on the inside than they were um, on the outside. On the outside, they were, were, were more wide. On the inside, they were more narrow. And that's the way the Torah says it explicitly in the, in the Pesukim, which describe how to build a base of Mikdash. There are several Pesukim which say explicitly that the windows of the base of Mikdash were narrow on the inside and wide on the outside, both the one that Shlomo built and also the one of the future, the third base of Mikdash, are both described that way. Why? Because the light of Taita spills out and is spread out to the outside from the base of Mikdash. And so these two examples teach us the idea and emphasize the idea of spreading out the light of the Taita. It's very important, of course, for us to learn Taita as much as possible. But it's equally important for us to spread the light of the Taita to our students, to our friends, to our family, and to the whole world. And today, we know what it means to the whole world, that any person can make a podcast, can make a sheer and have it publicized from their own home, and they can have publicized through sheer enjoyment or other websites, and any person can spread the message of Taita literally to the whole world. And we must not imagine that we are limited in what we can do, but rather since every Jew has the light of Hashem, the fire of Hashem within them, the light of the Pintal Yid, the essence of the Jewish person, which is really a part of Hashem himself, there is no limit to what each person can accomplish, whether it's on the local level or on the global level, but everybody can accomplish a huge amount more than they imagined that they can accomplish. But it's all increase in Taita and mitzvahs, learning Taita, all parts of Taita, doing all the mitzvahs beautifully that we can, and especially learning about Mashiach and Geula, as it's explained in the Taita, the Karbonus, the Beis Mikdash, all things that have to do especially with Mashiach and Geula. And this will certainly quick in the coming of Mashiach and the coming of the Geula, May it happen immediately. Thank you so much for joining Jewish Stories and more.